Folks, I'm Hyrulean, and welcome back to another episode of Project Ooh, aka HRAT, aka Hyrulean Reviews Adventure Time. We're here today to review episodes 11 through 15 of the series Adventure Time. We're still in season 1, and we're still getting hit with tons of weird filler episodes. Um, but some important characters are introduced in this set, and uh, I actually feel pretty good about it. Not as many solid episodes as last set, but also a little less weird. Not, like, less weird to the point where it's like, whoa, this was a very serious set of episodes. Still a very, very weird set of episodes, but not as weird as the last set. But also, in some ways, not as good episode-wise. But either way, we've got a ton of stuff to talk about for this set. Uh, so let's jump right into Adventure Time Season 1, Episode 11. Season 1, Episode 11, simply titled Wizard, follows our boys Finn and Jake as they are wandering through a field and they stumble upon a creepy mismatch art style skeleton man and he basically says, Hey kids, you want some magic powers? And naturally Finn being the, you know, rambunctious, un uncautious youth that he is immediately says yeah yeah I do and they jump through a little like creepy looking portal and they find themselves in this wizard temple uh, which basically is owned and operated by this wizard frog tadpole group of I don't know little tadpoles living inside of a frog man uh, named Bufo and Bufo is basically a wizard master who teaches uh, magical spells to young aspiring wizards for free. Uh, and he presents them a series of challenges to unlock multiple different spells before getting the, the Grand Wizard Superstar spell, um, which basically gives them the ultimate power. And it sort of works like the Cub Scouts, but in Adventure Time, because basically when you join, you get a robe which is similar to like your scout uniform and you get a bunch of stars and the stars are kind of like patches and each star uh, marks your completion of a certain challenge and grants you the ability to use a specific spell. Um, and basically Finn and Jake show up and they start knocking these challenges one right after another out. Uh, there was a really funny moment where um, they basically had to uh, eat an entire broom in order to unlock the spell of Dustamancy. And uh, what happened with that was Jake just grew big and put the little tiny broom inside of his mouth and instantly shrunk down, thereby consuming it. Uh, but Finn was actually basically left with uh, having to bit by bit consume this broom piece by piece, little chunk by little chunk. Uh, which ended up causing some actual uh, some actual difficulty for them. Um, but when they finally finished eating their brooms, they both unlock the powers of Dustamancy, which basically allows them to control dust particles and read dust particles' thoughts, uh, which Bufo describes by claiming that one of the dust particles was really sad about his divorce. Um, very, very funny moment. Um, but either way, they continue on and they do a whole bunch of different challenges. Anything from, like, balancing on two legs on a chair, um, all the way down to, like, rubbing your belly and patting your head or patting your belly and rubbing your head, that kind of thing. Weird, like, little gag, um, challenges like that. Like, the kind of stuff you did as a kid when you were bored and you kind of just, like, know other kids on the playground who would have ideas for what to do. And basically what ends up happening is uh, Finn and Jake manage to complete all but one of the stars. And when they're at the point where they just need one more star, Jake kind of decides like, yeah, he's got enough powers. He's satisfied with what he ended up with. But Finn wants the final star. He wants the ultimate power because we've kind of already established that Finn is a little bit greedy and power hungry in some ways. Um, and he really loves to complete things. He doesn't like to leave jobs or tasks unfinished, or really anything unfinished for that matter. Um, 
So he does the final challenge, which is basically just the pledge of ultimate responsibility, which Bufo tries to tell Finn that it's pretty important that he, like, kind of hears the details and doesn't just blindly accept it. But Finn wants it so bad, he just blindly accepts it anyway, which basically forces him to enter eternal servitude to the Wizard Temple, uh, where he has to effectively uh, contribute his magic powers to uh, hold a meteor in the sky that's trying to crash into the temple and basically they have a bunch of old wizards that have been there for hundreds of years and now Finn casting a magical spell on the meteor to hold it in the sky so it doesn't crash into the earth and destroy their wizard temple and there were like four guys up there doing that before uh, but now that Finn's there and he took the the eternal responsibility uh one of the old guys was released which is really funny because he's so old that the wizard bufo just takes him out to the graveyard and basically helps him dig his grave and still alive helps him climb into a coffin so he can bury him and it was really it was pretty funny um but finn obviously doesn't want to be in eternal servitude because he's got adventures to go on so he hatches a youngster plan to basically get all of the master wizards together and they pick up and move the temple out of the way by scooping it out of the ground with giant magical hands like a mage hand style thing if you've ever played D&D but since it's multiple wizards combining their mage hands they're able to lift uh, the entire temple out of harm's way and uh, basically he saves the day and they lose all their powers, which I'm pretty sure it has to do with the fact that they're closing down the temple for good now because Bufo tricked so many people into accepting the free powers. So Finn doesn't actually keep any of these powers, which is kind of funny. And it makes the whole episode very much a filler episode and fairly pointless, all things considered. But there's some funny moments nonetheless. And also while I'm at it, I did spot the snail. Uh, the snail was in this episode during the montage where they were doing all the challenges to uh, collect their magic spells. Um, but some of the other funny parts included one moment where Jake basically unlocked the power of being able to put someone to sleep. And he casts it on himself and he basically is asleep for the rest of the episode and it's just kind of left to Finn. Uh, and during the final moments where he's trying to save the temple... Finn tries to cast an awaken spell on Jake to get him to wake up and help him and in his sleep Jake deflects it and it hits a rock and it makes the rock come to life and become sentient and uh, he immediately looks into the sky and sees the meteor about to crash and he's like oh why am I alive this will come up again in a later episode like the whole idea of Finn accidentally creating sentient life that wants to die um, but anyway, that was a funny moment. There was a really, really weird part in this episode where at the end when the meteor strikes into the empty earth where the temple used to be, uh, it singes all the clothes off of the main characters of the episode and the magical wizard men, and they're all naked. And basically, they censor the lower half of their body, and the way they do it is by plastering on top of the animation... A, like an image of a log which I thought was kind of uh, suspicious because of the fact that it was covering their cock and balls and uh, the the sensor this the object they used to censor it was a log aka a wood so they censored their wood with wood I don't know weird thing um, some cool parts in the episode too included uh, when Finn unlocked the power of shadow mancy which let him control shadows and he made like a cool looking shadow horse and he tried to like ride the shadow horse but he just went straight through it because it's just a shadow which was kind of funny but the the shadow horse itself was really really cool and also at the end of the episode there was like a magic uh almost like a power ranger style powering up sequence where Finn casts all of his magic spells at once in order to give him like ultimate power 
and he does it one by one. He's like, dragon eyes, tiger claws, angel wings. And then after he lists a couple spells off and he's like, and finally, all the other spells I didn't list off by name. And then he starts glowing. Um, and it was kind of funny and it was a cool montage. Uh, and it was very reminiscent of like power Rangers when they power up and stuff like that. So kind of cool either way, very run of the mill filler episode, uh, pretty decent side plot. And honestly, one of the better episodes as far as, uh, filler episodes go, uh, because of the fact that it was just a really interesting premise and all the magic added for some really cool, uh, like magic moments where they did kind of more intriguing stuff than just weird stuff like usual in the filler episodes. Um, and yeah, I, I quite like this one as far as fillers go. It was really not too bad. Um, so there we have it. That's Adventure Time Season 1, Episode 11, Wizard. Season 1, Episode 12 of Adventure Time is titled Evicted. And you guessed it, in this episode, Finn and Jake get evicted from their treehouse that we were only just introduced to in the last handful of episodes or so. And basically, the events that lead up to them getting evicted from their house is Finn and Jake are up late at night telling spooky stories to each other, and Jake tells Finn about vampires and jokingly says that vampires used to live in this house and that's you know that they were going to come back and haunt the place and they were going to kill them and then of course right on cue marceline arrives which marceline is kind of a prolific character uh in the adventure time series she's in the intro to the show uh when the camera pans under like the bridge and there's like the the hissing woman that's marceline if you've ever seen the intro to adventure time and she's very very important down the line in the show which is why i marked this episode as not a filler episode uh, but basically she shows up after doing a lot of traveling uh and she kind of shares some of her stories with finn and jake and then she says oh by the way uh you can go ahead and get out this is my house and i don't know why you guys are here but i this is my house um i live here so please leave and Finn really, really doesn't want to give up the house to Marceline, but Jake kind of convinces him that they just need to give up on it because Marceline's a vampire and she'll kill them. Um, and after some actual kind of bickering back and forth between Finn and Jake, uh, Finn agrees and they set off to find a new home. And there's a really funny, like, musical montage where basically they're going around the land of Ooh trying to find a new house to live in. And uh, eventually they stumble upon this cave. And the cave is basically, like, it's like a water cave where there's, like, a river flowing through the middle. And there's, like some sparkly stone and like stalactites and stuff like that and it's a pretty cool cave and Finn and Jake decide they're gonna live there so they clean the place up and kind of turn it into a pseudo cave home uh in a similar vein to somebody just starting out on a Minecraft world would do um and then they have a party to kind of be like a housewarming party for their new cave home that they live in and while they're dancing and having fun with some of the various characters that we've seen uh, as side characters in the previous episodes, Marceline yet again arrives on the scene and basically reveals to Finn that she also, in fact, has claimed ownership of this cave. And the way she proves her ownership over these landmarks is she basically, in their treehouse, moved a painting off the wall and there was a big letter M scratched into the wood of the treehouse. And then in the cave, she did the same thing by pushing a rock aside, and there was a giant M etched into the stone. Um, because apparently she's done so much traveling that she's laid claim over certain places and made them her house. And just as uh, Marceline is about to kick them out of their second home of the episode... 
basically Finn flips shit on her and says, no, you're not kicking us out. You better fight me. And there's a vampire battle in which Finn actually comes out victorious. And Marceline basically says, wow, you guys are pretty hardcore and cool. You can keep your treehouse. It's yours. Take it. And so she lets them have it, and the episode ends. And that's the episode. So what else actually happens in this episode? Let's break it down. So some interesting and noteworthy things that happen in this episode include the introduction of Marceline, which she talks about how during her travels uh, she visited the Fire Kingdom, and that's going to come into play later on down the line here in this series because the Fire Kingdom's going to play... A major role later on from near the end of my time as a kid watching this show um, as we dive into some more lore specific stuff so make sure you keep that in mind um, and some other things as well they play BMO in this episode and BMO doesn't talk again but this is actually the first episode where we see BMO with a face in the actual episode uh, which I thought was noteworthy in itself um, some other stuff that happens that's really cool is Marceline reveals that even though she's a vampire, she does not suck people's blood. And instead, she just sucks the color out of things. Like, things that are the color red, she can drain all their color, and that's how she feeds. Um, so she drains the red out of the strawberry and then feeds it to Finn, and it's a little, a little weird. And yeah, sure enough, sure enough I just looked it up. And apparently season one, Marceline is supposedly supposed to be portrayed between the age of 18 and 20. Um, and again, Finn is 12 years old at this time, so uh, there's there's some more of that for you. Uh, that seems to be an ongoing theme in this show. Um, and I know there's like kind of some ambiguity, some ambiguity, 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 that's the word I was looking for, about their ages. I just thought it was noteworthy to... Uh, mark down here um and let me see where i actually saw the snail well shit i guess i actually i did see the snail according to my notes but i did not mark down where it actually was in the episode for the f first time we're actually not going to be saying where the snail was i presume it was probably during the housewarming party in the cave because a lot of stuff was going on in that scene and i've noticed they usually hide the snail in the particularly busier uh, scenes of animation on the show. And speaking of the party scene, uh, I wanted to note we actually did see Tree Trunks in this scene, and she was just kind of hanging out and dancing at the party. Um, even though, as far as the whole Crystal Gem Apple story goes, nothing was ever tied up with that yet. So I don't know if we'll ever kind of circle back to that and get lore about that or not uh, but we know now that tree trunks must be safe because she's in this episode so uh, there's that as well the only alternative is these episodes are actually chronologically uh, not in order which is definitely a possibility for these more filler type episodes early on here in the show um, but for the sake of the lore for now we're going to go ahead and assume that every episode takes place chronologically after the last unless specified in some way um and the only other thing i want to notice is or the only other thing i want to mention is the end of this episode so in the very beginning of the episode uh i marked down one of the cutest parts being this inchworm uh that's on finn's bed and basically it's raining outside, and this inchworm gets into Finn and Jake's house, and it crawls on top of Finn's bed, and it literally is, like, going, like, as it's inching, and it was really, really adorable. Um, well, then this comes all the way around at the end of the episode, and Finn and Jake arrive back to their treehouse home that they've successfully fought Marceline in order to uh, basically earn the pleasure of getting to stay living in and when they do there's some inchworms around and Finn's like oh inchworms you better not have been on the bed again and then all of a sudden a massive inchworm comes down from the second story of the house 
and he's like, Finn, Jake, I love you guys. Come here and give me a hug. And then all of the inchworms start doing like this mind control, like wah 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 thing. That was really really creepy. And Finn and Jake kind of get sort of mind controlled by it, and they go and they hug this king worm. Really really weird way to end an episode, which is kind of funny because this episode also had tree trunks. So so far the two episodes with the weirdest endings have both had tree trunks in them at least at one part or more so I thought that was fascinating uh overall very very strange episode and I know I say that every single time now uh but since this was such a crucial episode and introduced such a crucial character I did mark it as not a filler um, even though a fair amount of filler-esque stuff happens, but I think that's kind of just the theme for this first couple of seasons of the show. Um, oh, and another funny thing, too. The musical sequence where they were basically going house hunting was like a montage, and there was like some random guy singing, and it was a really, really good song. It was probably one of the better songs in this first season of the show so far because basically it's like a folky kind of guitar song about them exploring and trying to find stuff and we see lots of different parts of the land of ooh and we see lots of interesting creatures and I really really like the montage um and then there's a part in the song where uh the guy's like I know you got your house stolen by that sexy vampire lady so it's obvious that the showrunners are kind of trying to put Marceline up as, like, this kind of cool girl, like, sexy, older vampire woman to be Finn's new love interest in addition to Princess Bubblegum, um, which I think down the line will also be very apparent. Uh, but overall, I very much enjoyed this episode, and since the Ice King episode from the first couple chunks of episodes that we watched... Uh, I have to say this is probably my most favorite since, and I really, really enjoyed this episode, and I'm really excited to see where the series continues to go after this. Um, all in all, I'm just a very big fan, um, and this is definitely one of the better episodes in season one so far, and it's probably about 75% in part to the fact that Marceline was in it. Um... But yeah, I guess that's all I really have to say about this one. Very, very solid episode, and one of the most, uh, like, ones that I would recommend from season one. It's definitely one of the must-watch episodes included in this first season. Season one, episode 13, is by far one of the least eventful episodes that I've seen in this series to date. Not a whole lot happens, but either way, I'm obviously here to give you my thoughts and opinions. Um, and while I did not rate this episode lower than some other episodes I've reviewed so far, uh, this one was definitely pretty meh, and I'm probably leaned on disliking it more than liking it. I just want to preface that before we get into it. Uh, so if you like this episode, I apologize for the fact that I'm about to start shitting on it, uh, but honestly, there were some funny moments, and I'm going to make sure to highlight those as well. Uh, but Season 1, Episode 13 of Adventure Time is titled City of Thieves, and basically, Finn and Jake are just wandering through the woods, as they are at the beginning of many episodes, uh, when randomly an old woman who's camouflaged into a tree kind of reveals herself and warns them not to enter the city of thieves that's in uh, like the desert clearing up ahead in the middle of the woods uh, because basically anybody who enters the city of thieves becomes a thief and the TLDR of this episode is Finn and Jake enter the city of thieves after being told it'll turn them into thieves telling everybody in thinking that they will not become thieves and in the end they become thieves that's that's the whole plot of the episode uh but basically uh finn and jake actually decide to go into the city because they want to try and purify the citizens of the city of thieves 
um, because they have high hopes that they will not be corrupted by the city. And as soon as they start getting near to the city, they discover this little girl. Uh, I'm trying to remember her name. I'm pretty sure her name was Penny. I have it in my notes, but I'm pretty sure it was Penny. And basically, Penny is outside of the City of Thieves, and she's crying because her basket was stolen by one of the thieves. And they ran into the city, and uh, basically they had her basket, and now she's never going to get it back because she's scared of entering the City of Thieves. Uh, So Finn and Jake agree to chauffeur her into the city uh, to retrieve her basket from one of the thieves. And basically what happens in this episode is a montage where uh, they spot the person who stole Penny's basket of flowers. And as they attempt to get it back from that thief, another thief swoops in and steals the basket. And right as they start almost getting it back from that thief, another thief swoops in and steals the basket. And that continues on for probably about two three minutes in this episode Uh, and it was a pretty funny montage and there were some funny moments in the actual uh, stealing montage and basically it just ends with this one thief running so far away with the basket that they have to give up chase and they're not able to get it back and Penny offers up the idea that maybe the thief who stole her basket took it to this tower where basically the king of the thieves lives and so naturally Finn and Jake decide to go to the tower and attempt to retrieve the basket for the little girl Penny Uh, and at this point in the episode Jake is very very tempted to steal some red boots from this random boot vendor in the middle of the city and Finn stops him for a little bit and even goes as far as trying to tie bells to Jake's hands so he can hear when he's trying to steal things. And it doesn't work, and Jake steals and becomes a thief. Um, and to this point, Finn has resisted all urges and not even shown an ounce of actual desire to steal things, despite the city's stronger effects on Jake. Uh, But they arrive at the tower, and there's a magical barrier erected over the entire thing that basically does not allow any thieves to enter. Um, So essentially, there's no way for anyone in the city to enter the barrier, except for Finn. Uh, The little girl, Penny, uh, agrees with Finn that it'd probably be best if she stays outside of the tower because it could get dangerous. And Jake's a thief now, so he can't enter the barrier. Um, So Finn heads up the tower by himself and finds that there's basically a giant loot room inside uh, with a dead King of the Thieves skeleton man. And he's got a treasure chest and this chest cavity of his skeleton that Penny told Finn would contain her basket. So Finn steals the treasure chest from the tower and returns it to Penny only for it to turn out surprise the basket actually was not in the treasure chest and it was all made up and Penny was actually a thief and she convinced Finn to steal the gold from the King of the Thieves for her, thus making Finn a thief. Uh, And basically from this point the episode kind of just continues and Finn's kind of upset because he's now a thief and then for some reason they get the idea to just use soap to clean themselves and to clean Penny as a way to make it so they are no longer tainted, no longer dirty thieves. They're now clean, and they're now purified again. And that's basically it. That's the whole episode. Uh, They think that they've cured Penny of her thievery, and the episode ends with Finn realizing that she stole his clothes. Roll the credits. This episode was very much super straightforward to a fault, and not a lot really happened. They just kind of entered the city, got tricked into stealing some things, uh, cleansed themselves of any guilt for their wrongdoings, and that's the end of the episode. So I gotta say, I was not super impressed with this one. It had some interesting moments, and artistically, the actual City of Thieves was one of the more interesting places that we've seen in the series so far. Uh, But as far as good things I have to say about this episode, that's basically where I end it off. 
Uh, it was very run-of-the-mill. It was very average. And as far as filler episodes go, I'd say it was right up there with average to a little below average as far as quality goes. Now, some other things I have written down about this episode. I already mentioned that, yes, it is a filler episode. No, I did not manage to spot the snail. There was a lot of scenes with a lot going on, uh, and especially the scenes where things were getting stolen. My attention was really drawn to the people stealing things. Uh, So I must have missed the worm, but it was probably somewhere in the stealing scenes, if I had to guess, or one of the uh, overview scenes of the entire city. Uh, But either way, I did not spot the worm. There was no fart jokes in this episode. Uh, What else? The cutest part was when Penny rides on Finn's head. Uh, I'm a sucker for any small, adorable creature riding on top of Finn's head. Uh, The coolest part was there was a crossbow guy who basically had a grappling hook crossbow, uh, which gets stolen, of course, because it's the City of Thieves. Uh, But he swings in on it at one point, and it was really, really cool, and it made me want a grappling hook crossbow. Uh, One of the more interesting things included in this episode as far as items go. And then, of course, uh, the weirdest things that happen, really, uh, sort of just boils down to the entirety of this random old woman who sort of just blends into trees for some reason. Like, she literally just kind of perfectly blends into wood naturally, and it's very, very strange. And it's such a weird ability for any character to really have. And it really was kind of just really, really fucking weird. I don't know. There's no other way to put it. That was definitely the weirdest part of the episode. Other than that, uh, there was another funny moment where this guy got his jammies stolen, and he said, Hey, my jammies! Hey, my glasses! Because he also got his glasses stolen. uh, And it was kind of funny, and that was during the montage. But that's really it. Uh, So that is Adventure Time Season 1, Episode 13, City of Thieves. Not really a whole lot going on here. Season 1, Episode 14, The Witch's Garden continues our sort of journey with kind of subpar episodes. This episode I was not the hugest fan of either, less because of the actual plot. It was a lot more interesting than the City of Thieves plotline, and a lot more stuff happened, but more because the episode just kind of made me weirdly uneasy and it kind of stressed me out and I really I don't know it just gave me bad vibes and I wasn't a huge fan of it and let me kind of explain why so the gist of this episode is basically Finn and Jake find themselves in this witch's garden hence the title of the episode the witch's garden and the witch is growing like donut plants And Finn eats one of the donuts off the plant, which angers the witch. And she strips Jake of his magical powers and gives him the body of a little boy. A chubby, chubby little boy. And what that means is Jake is no longer able to stretch and kind of move around all crazy and quickly like the magical talking dog that he is. And he's now just a chubby little boy who kind of just follows Finn around and can't really do anything and the plot of this episode basically revolves around Jake being too prideful to apologize to the witch because he's got so much pride and he will not apologize for eating the donut because he I don't know he just doesn't feel bad about eating the donut and so he doesn't he doesn't care about getting his powers back more than he cares about apologizing for eating somebody's donut. And basically what that leads to is they go on an adventure to try to circumvent the witch's uh, curse and find a way to restore Jake's powers. And we get some hints at Jake's backstory in this episode, but really they just kind of give us the slightest little tease, like a little like a single sprinkle worth of lore to the point where I'm not even going to consider this a canon, like a super uh, non-filler 
lore-intensive episode because of the fact that they give us so little. Uh, but basically, Jake reveals that he thinks he first received his magical dog powers by rolling in a puddle. So they set off across the land of Ooh to find a magical puddle that may or may not exist to try to let Jake roll in it and restore his magical powers and turn him back into a magical dog instead of a dog-headed chubby little boy um and basically they are exploring for a little bit and they run into this river made of trash and there's a trash mermaid that captures finn and finn can't escape for some reason and jake is so lazy and such a chubby little boy now that he can't save finn so basically Jake goes back to the witch lady and apologizes for eating her donut, and then he gets his powers back and he saves Finn. And that's the TLDR of this episode. <laughs> um, again, like, realistically, not a ton happens. Very mediocre as far as stuff goes, and it was weird to me that Jake was, like, so prideful that he wouldn't apologize for eating a random witch's donut. Like, it was such a weird premise for an episode and it really didn't feel like it fit Jake's character to not just apologize it made Jake feel really dumb or it made Jake feel really like unlikable and I think that's one of the reasons why I had such a disdain with this episode it was just really kind of off-putting because it felt like the hero or at least what we're supposed to call the hero aka Jake was just kind of being a dick and he wasn't owning up to his actions and it was really just kind of hard to watch and I think that's why I perceive this episode so poorly and why I gave it the second lowest rating I've given an episode so far um, but let's talk about some actual moments from the episode itself now there really wasn't anything cute in this episode but the coolest part was the fact that this witch just had a garden where she was growing plants with, like, donuts and bagels. I thought that was really, really cool. She even grows, like, a cupcake flower at one point. Uh, neat idea. I'm a sucker for Cloudy with a chance of meatballs, and this kind of gave me similar vibes. Um, but as far as other stuff goes, uh, some of the more weird parts about the episode were the fact that the witch had literally such a fucked up spine that it was literally like her legs were like straight up and down, right? And then all of a sudden, her body just kind of like curved into a spiral. And it was like a spiral where her head was down by her legs because her body was contorted in such a weird way. And I think that also made me pretty uneasy because the witch was just randomly like kind of creepy but not creepy enough that it was like oh yeah this is a creepy character it was kind of like a not creepy character who was portrayed in a creepy way if that makes any sense and that may be kind of uneasy as well um and then also the trash mermaid was really really ugly and she was trying to seduce finn and jake and it was very like awkward and uncomfortable seduction and it was really like the fuck is going on in this episode i was so confused um and some of the funny moments include uh one part specifically where basically F jake does actually decide to go back and apologize and at this point in the episode we're kind of introduced to a new side character which is just a like transparent embodiment of jake's self-conscious and he talks to it and it basically gives him advice and it convinces him to actually go back and apologize to the witch and there's a part where the witch video records Jake dancing with his self-conscious as if it's an actual person and he has to stuff flowers in his underwear and it was just kind of it was it was pretty funny in the moment because the witch was blackmailing him in such a ridiculous way but it was also pretty weird um but really, that's about it for this episode. Like, Jake is a douche. He loses his powers. Jake realizes he needs his powers, so he goes and apologizes, and he gets them back. These two episodes, this one and the previous one, City of Thieves, I'm recording at the same time because, honestly, they're both fairly unremarkable, and they're both fairly, like, one-note 
easy to kind of just throw out as like a oh okay this happens the end episodes so um there's those two i really don't have much else to say about that one i would have loved to get some backstory but literally jake says like trying to remember things about the past is really hard and we just kind of get like cock teased with some lore and then nothing ends up happening so i don't know that's really all there is to say uh and honestly this five episode chunk at this point when I was watching them felt so weak that I was like, wow, this is really unfortunate, you know? Like, we need to end this five-episode chunk on a good episode so I can feel good about this again. And we actually did. The next episode was a lot more enjoyable and a lot more interesting and actually introduces a side character who will come back in later episodes as well. So these two episodes were just a means to an end to complete this five-episode chunk. Both of them are easily skippable if you're doing a rewatch. And, yeah, I guess that's about it, really. Maybe I need to make a column on my spreadsheet on if the episode is actually worth skipping or not. Uh, That would be something that might be kind of fun. I don't know. Um, But, yeah, there's that uh, Season 1, Episode 14 of Adventure Time. Season 1, episode 15 of Adventure Time asks the audience quite a big question in the title. What is life? And that question is sort of answered in the duration slash runtime of this episode. Uh, Because basically, Finn in a roundabout way creates a sentient living being. And if you recall back to the first episode of this block where I was talking about the wizard episode, uh, this isn't the first time Finn's accidentally caused there to be life created because in that episode he animated a rock and the rock came alive, came alive, and it was just alive and it was like, what the fuck, why am I alive, what is going on? And that's kind of a tease for what ended up happening in this episode. Uh, So basically, the episode opens with Finn just chilling out on the couch playing BMO, uh, which still has yet to talk or actually be kind of animated as a character yet in the series. And all of a sudden, Jake comes up uh, the ladder to the treehouse with a giant trash bag full of butter. And he hucks it at Finn, uh, to which it explodes and gets butter all over Finn, making Finn very, very upset. And as disheveled as Finn is, he decides to get back at Jake because this was such a horrible, horrible prank. And thus, a prank war begins in which we only see two actual strikes. The first strike was when uh, Finn got buttered by the giant trash bag full of butter by Jake. And the second strike... Uh, or at least Finn's idea for it, was creating a robot that could create an infinite amount of pies to throw right at Jake's smug-ass dog face. And what ends up coming out of that is Jake kind of goes off and does his own thing, and Finn heads down to their garage, which this is the first time we actually see their garage in the series, I know we return to the garage at some point in a later episode. I can remember returning to this location a couple times. Uh, but basically, he kind of digs through their garage and finds some junk parts, like a microwave and like a tin can, some tank treads for some reason, and he kind of slaps them all together and creates Neptor, aka, uh, fuck, what was the acronym? Neptor. Never ending high throwing robot. That's what it was. <laughs> My brain was like freaking doing some like Tony Stark 3D glasses eye computer uh, calculation shit there to try to remember what the actual acronym is. Yeah, so Finn builds and constructs a robot uh, named Neptor, aka Never Ending High Throwing Robot. And uh, Neptor is voiced by Andy Milanakis, in case anybody kind of has followed the internet for a while. At least I'm pretty sure he is, unless 
I got totally trolled. Uh, and his voice is very funny and very cute, and it fits Nectar perfectly, because basically Nectar comes alive, and he's charged by a lightning strike during a lightning storm that's happening. And he's only charged to half percent, basically. The lightning bolt was not strong enough to charge him fully, uh, which immediately begins making Nectar question what is life? Why is he alive? He can't even make pies. He's a pie-throwing robot that can't even make pies. His tank treads don't work correctly and let him drive forward. They only let him turn around in circles. What What is life, basically? And in an attempt to fix this, uh, Finn kind of introduces himself and says, Hey, I built you to prank Jake. Let's get you juiced up the rest of the way. Uh, get you to full power, full capacity and prank the fuck out of Jake. And Nectar kind of agrees, even though he's confused because he's new to being alive and he has no idea what the fuck's going on. Uh, so Finn and Jake, or not Finn and Jake, Finn and Nectar set off to the Ice Kingdom uh, by floating there using some talking balloons uh, that also get, on, get in on the prank theme of this episode uh, by pranking Finn multiple times, uh, which was very hilarious and they basically arrive to the ice kingdom specifically to ice king's lair in an attempt to steal some of his magic thunderbolt power uh, to charge up nectar the rest of the way and when they're sneaking in uh, finn finds that nectar since he's so new to being alive has trouble keeping quiet and staying hidden so even though Finn's trying to go in stealth style, the Ice King actually does end up uh, discovering that they're there, and he turns around and starts shooting magic lightning bolts at them in his normal power fashion. And there's a really funny moment in this episode where the Ice King is fighting Finn and Nectar is just kind of off to the side, like trying to stay safe, and the Ice King spots him and he's like, oh, an innocent bystander. And then he zaps him, and it was pretty funny. I don't know. <laughs> and basically, when the Ice King zaps Nectar, it makes Nectar become fully charged. Um, but unfortunately for Finn, half of his charging power is now being directly pulled from the magical power of Ice King's uh, like lightning magic, which inadvertently basically makes it so... In a roundabout way, Nectar is the Ice King's son. And it's not really explained how this works. It's just kind of like, yeah, the lightning bolt from before was just a weather lightning bolt, so it didn't imbue any, like, mark on Nectar. But this lightning bolt was straight from the Ice King, so now Nectar has some thoughts and tendencies similar to that of the Ice King. And so that's kind of what kind of sets up the rest of the plot for this episode is Finn and the Ice King sort of arguing over who should actually lay claim to Nectar because he's basically the Ice King's son now, even though Finn created him. And they sort of bicker about it for a while, and the Ice King actually pulls Nectar and accidentally Finn into this universe that's basically in his mind where he kind of explains his desire. So we get a little bit more Ice King backstory here, but it's not really backstory. It's more just stuff about his motives. And basically we get to see all of the uh, princesses from before and possibly some new ones that we haven't seen up until this point in the episode um, that the Ice King's kind of thinking about and how he wants to marry them and kidnap them and he asks ne Nectar, I keep saying Nectar, he asks Nectar to join him and start kidnapping princesses in an attempt to marry them and it's left up to Nectar if he wants to stay with Finn and go prank the shit out of Jake and get back at him for the bag of butter or if he wants to go with his poppy which is what he calls the Ice King and it's really funny and adorable when he does he's like I love you poppy <laughs> it's I don't know it, there's just something about Andy uh, Milanaka's voice that's just like 
hilarious to me, and I don't know why. Um, it's up to him to decide Finn or Ice King. And naturally, we get kind of psyched out, and he, like, teases us by ch sort of choosing the Ice King, and then he's like, nah, I'm just kidding. I choose Finn. And then uh, Finn and... Uh, Neptor head into the treehouse and off screen we can hear Jake screaming as a bunch of pies are being flung at him uh, by Neptor and Finn got his revenge. Um, and then after this goes down off screen the camera sort of pans over to the Ice King and we get more Ice King like sadness and we really feel even worse for the Ice King than we did off of that first episode. Uh, in the first half of season one uh, because basically there's like an Ice King internal uh, monologue moment where he's imagining himself sitting on a hill looking at the sunset and his newly found son Neptor is hanging out with him and he's just like wow this is a beautiful sunset isn't it son and Neptor's like oh yes it is poppy I love you, Poppy. And the Ice King's, like, actually happy. So even though he ended up going with Finn, we end up feeling bad for Ice King in the end anyway. And that's sort of where it's left off for this episode. I feel like I remember Neptor coming back in a later episode. And because of that and the fact that we kind of got to see more of Ice King's sadness... I very cautiously labeled this as a non-filler episode. If Neptor does not return, I will be going back and changing it back to a filler episode if I can remember to. Uh, same thing with Tree Trunks and the Crystal Gem Apple Saga. We'll have to see what ends up coming to that as well. Um, but overall, this was a very good episode. It was one of the better episodes in this episode, uh, five episode block and I really did enjoy it, and I'm a sucker for any episode that makes me feel bad for the Ice King, because he's one of my favorite characters in the show from my first uh, couple seasons watch back when I was a kid, and so whenever the Ice King feels sad, I feel bad for him, and I just want him to be happy, and yeah, um, but I really, really did like this episode. Now, some funny parts in this episode include uh, the balloons that I mentioned before after they sort of float Finn and Neptor back to the treehouse. Finn's like, all right, balloons, you've paid your debt. Thank you for your help. You can go now. And they're like, yay! And they all, like, unbunch up and start floating upwards. And they're like, to the mesosphere! We can finally die! <laughs> and it was really kind of dark, but it was really funny. And I kind of... I don't know. I just thought it was a funny moment. Uh, there's another funny part, too, where those same balloons actually prank Finn by uh, arriving at a window at the Ice King's lair uh, to catch Finn and kind of make a daring escape. And right as Finn hops out the window to, um, to basically, you know, catch on, latch onto the balloons and head off, he's basically dropped by them they like pull away their string really quick and he plummets but then they do manage to catch him so the balloons were one of the funnier characters in this episode for sure um other than that i'm trying to think here there was another moment where before finn actually built neptor he was looking through a book trying to decide how he should prank jake and he was basically reading a book and he was looking at the pictures and he was saying what was on the images and it was stuff like you know it was stuff like a tree or like water just like random objects that were supposed to give Finn like ideas on how to prank Jake and while he was actually saying what was on the image on the page and it was accurate the actual words in the book were basically saying something completely different. Like, there was a battleship on a page at one point, and it said, like, a taco or something like that. Um, very, very funny moment. I don't know if it was, like, supposed to be that funny, but it, it really made me chuckle, and I, I, I don't know. It was a really funny moment. I also put in my notes that I did spot the snail, and there was a fart joke. 
I did not write down again where the snail was. I was really slacking off with that. Um, but I imagine he was probably in one of the overview shots or maybe even in the Ice King's lair. Uh, if you watch this episode, you'll have to look out for him yourself, but I actually did manage to spot him. Um, other than that, Gunther the Penguin, or Gunter, Gunter the Penguin was actually introduced in this episode. Um, and he's a reoccurring, like, very minor side character because he's basically the Ice King's main friend and one of his main, like, minions, and he's a penguin. And he doesn't talk, he just goes like, wah. Um, but the Ice King talks to him a lot, and he does appear in multiple episodes. So I thought it was important to bring it up. Uh, also, the back rooms of Ice King's lair are a reoccurring location as well. And we get to see kind of like an electrical room in the back of Ice King's lair, but I know later on down the line we see other back rooms in the Ice King's lair as well. Um, and speaking of the Ice King's lair, there was a point where Finn and Nectar were sneaking around his lair, and he was laying on his bed shirtless, the Ice King was, and he was reading a magazine with a swimsuit on the front cover, and it said XO. XXL on the cover and I just thought that was kind of funny because that was sort of like a nod to the fact that the Ice King's a horny bastard um, a sad horny bastard I should say but overall very very solid episode one of the higher rated ones for me personally in this season um, and very very enjoyable as well I really did like this episode and even though this chunk of five episodes was kind of a mixed bag and there were some low points in there. This episode and the Marceline episode were definitely highlights for me of the whole season so far. So this episode had some really high highs and also some pretty low lows. Nothing will beat the second episode of the show for me, um, but either way, very, very interesting chunk here. But yeah, really that's about it for this chunk of episodes of Adventure Time. Um, again, I'm still having a lot of fun with this series. I'm still recording about a week in advance, so whatever episode you're watching, I'm probably in the process of recording the next five episodes episode. Uh, but either way, if you're following along with this series and you have any suggestions for my spreadsheet, which you can view by heading over to my uh, blog over at ko-fi.com forward slash hyrulean, coffee.com forward slash hyrulean, uh, go ahead and hit me up on Twitter at Hyrulean TV, and I'll make sure to tweet you back and thank you. Or if you just have any thoughts on these episodes so far at all, tweet at me as well. I love conversation, and I especially love um, deep diving into this series and kind of hearing people's thoughts. But I've still been having a lot of fun with it, and I hope you folks have been enjoying it, enjoying it as well. I'm not entirely sure how many more of these podcast episodes we'll have till we finish season one, um, but I want to remind everybody that after we do finish the individual episode analysis, uh, we will be doing an entire season one recap and analysis where I won't be discussing the plots of every single episode, but I will be kind of retracing my steps and mentioning um, some high points or some interesting moments in the episodes throughout the season. And I think that's going to be an interesting one, and I still got to work out the exact way I'm going to record that episode. Um, but when I do create the season one finale, like, wrap-up episode, I plan on taking all of these podcast episodes that are being recorded and uploaded as audio only to my Spotify account at uh, the Switched Podcast Spotify channel, and editing them into a fairly long YouTube video. So far, each one's been just shy of an hour, and we are on the third episode block. So that means that there's probably a good chance that this could end up being a five-hour YouTube video, um, which I have never uploaded or edited a five-hour YouTube video, and I don't know how my computer is going to handle it. So I might just end up uploading each of these as an individual episode, but we'll see. I'm going to work something out where each season's going to get uploaded one at a time to YouTube for the YouTube audience to enjoy as well. 
Um, but yeah, that's all I've got for you today, folks. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the Switched Podcast, a.k.a. you know, HRAT, a.k.a. Project U. I love saying a.k.a. when I'm talking about this series because it has so many titles at this point, and I can't decide on one, so I just say them all. Um, but yeah, more Adventure Time next week. Woo!